Hi, this is Dave and Twyla from Warriors Heart Ministries. We are a spirit-filled worship and outreach ministry in the Tampa, Florida area. Our calling and passion is to see people saved, set free, delivered, and healed by having encounters with Jesus through anointed worship, prayer, the word, and discipleship. Hi, this is Twyla. And this is David. And we are going to be ministering on today the word that God gave us is identity. And not just any identity, but the identity of who we are in Christ. When we think of the word identity, we need to be thinking of who we are in Christ and knowing who we are according to God according to how he created us, who he created us to be. And we just want to speak life into everyone that's listening today and just let you guys know that you guys are all loved and valued. And we want to speak truth. Nothing that we say is something that is coming up from our own selves, but we will have scriptures to back up the word that God has put in our hearts. Amen. Um, and we just want to let everyone know that each and every one of us are uniquely and wonderfully and purposely created. God does not make mistakes. You're not here by mistake. I'm not here by mistake. You're not listening to this by mistake. God has everything planned out. Everything is predestined, ordained. He knows exactly what you needed to hear at this very, very moment. And I want you to know that our value, your value, my value, Dave's value, none of our values and worth comes by anybody else or even our own perception. And that, that's important to know because our perception can be distorted by lies. And that can, those lies can come by what other people have spoken over us, um, our own thinking, what the enemy plants in our own mind to distort our true value and our worth uh, according to God. And those perceptions can definitely be distorted. But when we seek our identity by the world, so we're going by the world standards, of identity. And, you know, I mean, you take a look around you, everything, of course, is, is social media, this social media, that everybody knows everyone's business, pretty much everyone's face is on some kind of social media, whether it's on TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram, you know, you name it, there's just so many outlets out there that our faces and our lives can be placed out there. And that makes it to where People want to find value in that. What do people perceive us to be? And this is where it can lead to confusion. I mean, if you look around, I've never, me, me and Dave were talking the other day, I've never, we're in our 40s, have seen such confusion as what's going on today, especially in the younger generation. But it leads to confusion. It leads to comparison. We're constantly comparing. I mean, there, there's people who spend thousands of dollars on looking a certain way. 
acting a certain way, sounding a certain way, living a certain way, having a specific house, a car, a job, um, the perfect family. We know we have so many kids, whatever. We're always so comparison because we, we figure our value and our worth is what everybody with the world's system is judging people's value and perception. It leads to insecurities. I mean, look around you. There's so many people that are depressed. Um, I've never heard of so much depression, oppression, discouragement. Uh, I mean, we've gotten to the point we don't even really want to socialize anymore. Um, so many people are on anxiety pills, um, panic attacks, you name it. We have just led into such insecurities um, and just trying to find our worth and our value because we're trying to find that from other sources other than God. And there is no other source that we can find our true value and identity, but in God, in God alone. He knows you better than you know yourself. And it's true. God knows me better than I know myself. God knows my children better than I know my children. God knows my husband better than I know my husband. But the enemy the enemy loves to devalue us. Why? Because he knows our real worth. He knows that we are God's highest creation. He knows that if he can devalue and if he can confuse us and he can discourage us to know who we really are created in Christ, what does that lead us to? All these things, confusion, doubt, kind of leads us off track. It doesn't allow us to enter into God's true plan for our life. And when we can walk in that true plan that God has for us, imagine what we can get done for the kingdom of God. Amen. And the enemy wants to take us from doing whatever that we can do for the kingdom of God. And that comes from knowing who we are in Christ. I'm going to ask my husband just as an example, but I also want you guys to think about this question. What do you feel that your identity is found in? Be completely honest, completely honest. Just stop and think. What do you feel your identity is found in? Dave, as an example, since it's just you and I at the moment, what do you feel your identity is found in? I am a child of God. I am a new creation. And I am created to be a son. I am created to be a servant of God to do good works. Have you always thought that? No, I have not. What did you used to before you became a new creation? What did you find your identity? How did you think of yourself? I definitely thought of myself in worldly standards. When I looked in the mirror, I saw what I saw. Um, I'm a middle-aged white man. I was an alcoholic at the time. I was a drug addict at the time. I was depressed a lot of the time. I was confused about the meaning of life oftentimes. And therefore, since I couldn't see my own worth or my own value or my own identity, I couldn't see anyone else's either. So I didn't ever perceive people the way that God sees them either. That's right. So that, as you're saying your identity, do you see that as a child of God, 
What do you feel your purpose is? To be a representative of him in a lost and dying world that just becomes more lost and more dead and more cursed as, as the time marches on. It's true. It's true. So our identity, this is an example of our identity should be in Christ. Why? Because he created us so others can see God in us. That is just sums it up in our identity in Christ. What is our identity in Christ? So that others can see God in us. We are to be a representation of who Jesus is. It's knowing the value that we have through him. That is where the power lies. And the enemy knows it. He knows it. Our mind is a battlefield. He, can, he comes through our mind. He comes through other voices that's not from God. And sometimes it comes from other people. And sometimes they don't even realize they're being used by the enemy to speak lies over us, to bring confusion, and to discredit who we are in Jesus Christ. But that's where the power lies, his value and how Jesus Christ sees who we are. His purpose is the most important person that we can truly identify who we are. Nobody else, not your mother, not your father, not your children, not your spouse, your spouse. I know that I love my husband, but my husband truly is not the one who I can find my true identity is. It's Christ and his purpose and who he thinks I am is the number one person that I look to find who I am in him. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the gifts that he's given us, the talents, the certain personalities in each of us that God can use for his glory. It's all for his glory. Your gifts, your talents, that's not by accident. Okay. Those, there's purpose in those gifts and talents. Your personality, each and every one of us has our own personality and he can use those person. Even the things that we have gone through that has shaped who we are, our character, God can use those for his glory and he can find and show you who your identity is even in through that. When we begin to grasp that, it gives us purpose and then we can walk in all that God has for us. That's when we begin to get confidence and authority over the enemy. When we doubt and not know who we are in Christ, it's very hard for us to gain authority over the enemy. But when we begin to rise up in Christ and know who we are, we can put the enemy under our feet where he belongs is under our feet. We need to put him in his place and let him know that he has no authority over us. Just know that we are his workmanship and his highest creation and he cares for each and every person. Another thing that I want everyone to kind of reflect on and when you look in the mirror, again, I want you to be honest. I want you to think and see do you see shame, maybe trauma that you've been through, through your childhood? Maybe you went through a horrible, abusive relationship. Do you see hurt? Maybe many people have hurt you in the past, even recently. Maybe addiction. 
Maybe you've struggled with addiction or you're still in the struggle of addiction. And when you look at yourself and you reflect, that's all you see and that's what you think. Say, you know what? I'm just a drug addict. I'm a nobody. Hey, my ex-husband used to beat me down and tell me I was nobody. I'm worthless. Maybe you see all you see is the damage that you've gone through. And that's all you think of yourself is you can never, ever going to be anything good. You're never going to amount to anything Nobody's going to see you as anything valuable. Maybe all you see is the wrong and hurt that you've done. Maybe you're in prison and you've done some horrible, horrible things. And maybe that's all you think of. Well, this is all I am. I'm my mistakes. I, I'm my specific wrongdoings. Whatever it is, I'm telling you that's not your identity. Those things do not define who you are. Those things do not define who God created you to be. Maybe you look and you're like, well, I'm just, uh, I am just identify as a, as a man. I just identify as a woman. I identify, hey, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. I identify as a mom. But that's not your identity in Christ. That's not your identity in Christ. In Christ, you aren't just those things. Your true worth and your completeness is found in God. Again, you are not what others have spoken over your life. You are not your past mistakes. You're not your mistakes now. Jesus loves you and is here with arms wide open to bring revelation of who you truly, truly are. Before I go on and say a few more things, I'm going to have Dave read a few scriptures. Um, Dave, what scripture are you going to read first? The first section of scripture we have is Deuteronomy 31 and 8. Before I read this, before we can fully understand who we are, we need to understand who he is. So this verse explains that. It says in Deuteronomy 31 and 8, and said, And the Lord... He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. You do not fear nor be dismayed. That's who our God is. That's who he is. That is our creator. And we are created in his image. So please don't ever forget that. The next reading is Psalms 139 verses 13 and 14. And it says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Let's read one more for now. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Great verse. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Amen. This proves that there is a purpose and God knew you before you were even formed in the womb. If that doesn't tell you how important you are and you're not an accident, I want to remind you and just speak life to you and let you know you are not an accident. Okay, and nothing that you have done is too far gone 
that God is not waiting with arms wide open to have a relationship with you. Sometimes we need inner healing to find our true identity. Some people have been just hurt and traumatized and it's hard to get past that. But surrendering to God and allowing him to do a work in us will bring such a revelation of who you are in him. He wants to bring that revelation. When we know who Jesus Christ is, then he can begin to tell you who you are in him. But he is the one who brings that revelation. But when we give our lives to him, he begins to open our eyes to see our identity. We then become a new creation. As Dave was saying that he became a new creation, a child of God. That's when all things have passed away and behold, all things become new. Because he's given us a new life through Jesus Christ as we become a child of God. A daughter of the king. A son of the king. But we have to surrender our lives to God. We need to lay it all down and allow God to be first and foremost in our lives so he can begin to make us and mold us and begin to bring that revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. He brings peace, joy, love, and a new life through him. There is nothing better than having a true intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what he wants. He wants you to want him. Our loving savior is not a forceful God. He is such a sovereign God. He really is. That's how you're able to make your free will, your free choices. You're able to do the things that you want to do because he is a sovereign God. He'll allow you to make those mistakes. He'll allow you to do the things that you want to do. Even if those are not the things that he has planned for your life, he will allow you to do them. But the graceful God that we serve is always there with arms wide open waiting for you to come back to him. And he's always there to show you who your identity is in him. And he wants you to lay down your life for him Come to him and surrender and have a personal relationship with him. He is our greatest physician. He is our great deliverer. He will set you free from every trauma, every hurt that you've ever had, every addiction, anything and every bondage, every lie that the enemy has bestowed on your life. He is here to set you free free. He wants to bring and breathe a new life in you. Peace and joy that you've never had. A purpose that you have felt that you have never had. He wants to begin to lead you and guide you and direct you into that life that he has for you. There is a purpose for you. Imagine the testimony that you can use that for his glory for the kingdom of God. Dave's going to have a few more scripture that he's going to read. And then Dave's going to offer an amazing prayer for healing and deliverance and for God to bring a revelation of your true identity. We are believing for that. And we want you to know that we are here to offer mentorship, discipleship, prayer. Reach out to us if you would like. Um, at the end, we'll, we'll tell you some of the contact information 
But Dave, what few scriptures we got left? This one is one of the most important scriptures, not to discount any of them. But this is in 2 Corinthians 5, and it begins in verse 17. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. That is that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not to imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as through God, we are pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Amen. And then finally, uh, the missus said in Ephesians two and 10, it says that we are his workmanship. It's one of my favorite verses. If you ever are feeling low down, are feeling mediocre, or that you're not measuring up, I want you to refer to the verse Ephesians 2 and 10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God does not make mediocrity. He does not make mistakes. You're not listening to this by mistake. You weren't a mistake in your creation, in your existence. Yes, we all make mistakes. People do, but God does not. He will let those mistakes become part of tests, which can be turned into testimonies. He can let our mistakes become messes, but those messes can become messages for people. So we want to thank you all for giving us a hearing. Right now I'm going to pray us out. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy, and I thank you for all your blessings, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you collectively, Father God, and just right now, if that there is anyone who does not know you, that you will just reveal yourself to them in a mighty way, Father God. Anywhere that there's any sadness in anyone's life, Father God, that you're going to give them some joy because we stand on your word in Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Anywhere that there's any pain or any sickness in, in anyone's life or in their being that's not of your design, Father God, that we're just we're just believing you to supernaturally heal them because you are a great physician, Father God. Anything that's not of your design, that we're just declaring that finished and, and out in the name of Jesus. And anywhere that there's any struggles in anyone's life, just we're believing for you to give us some perseverance, some strength to get through it, Father God, because we are overcomers and we stand in your word that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. Totally believe that. And we're claiming that over your lives. And if you would like to know more about our ministry, um, we do have an outreach ministry that we do hit the streets here in Tampa, Florida. Um, we go to the trenches of Tampa. So we drive around and, and when God said to go to them, that's what we do. Um, we go behind buildings, under bridges, you name it, we go to them. Um, as we do this, we always make up bags, and in these bags we have um, sandwiches, water, non-perishable foods like peanut butter crackers, things like that that they can snack on. We will give toiletries, underwear, socks. Uh, we always offer Bibles, 
And in this, we began to show Jesus love and build relationships with these people on the streets. Um, then we can begin to pray with them and we begin to speak life and begin to speak Jesus and lead them to Jesus Christ. We have seen and heard some amazing testimonies and building relationships with some of these people. We also have um, outreaches. There we will have worship and uh, testimonies and the same thing we'll we'll make hot dogs and we'll have clothing and and prayer and and uh, raffle tickets to give out to adults and children uh, we also will soon be starting what we call a pop-up church in the parks in downtown tampa kind of close to where we are doing outreach so if anyone is interested in knowing about our ministry um, and also want to keep us in prayer, we also go to the prisons. So we go to the men's prison. We'll be visiting the women's prisons here soon. So please keep our ministry in prayer if you would like to partner up with us, if you would like to come in and volunteer or donate or however you feel led, um, please let us know. If you want prayer, let us know as well. Our website is warriorsheartministries.org. There we'll have our contact information. We also have a Facebook page as well. You can find us there and message us. So feel free to keep in contact with us and keep us in prayer. And we will talk to you guys soon. God bless. You move the mountains, you calm the 